Welcome, Whovians. This is Woke Doctor Who. This podcast is about race and representation in Doctor Who. If that's not where you're here, bye. But if you are here for passionate discussions about race, gender, sexual orientation, etc., then allons-y. If your kids are any younger than kind of teenaged, this is probably not the place for them. We're not promising to be tame in the future, you guys. Okay, so this is at least a PG-13 podcast. (laughs) At least. everybody it's toya and eugenia and welcome back to woke doctor who so today's episode is going to be all about east asians and doctor who (laughs) here at woke doctor who we believe in letting people tell their own stories and so today's episode is going to be heavy on the voice of our very own eugenia (laughs) who who is our resident east asian (laughs) so If there's a little less of Toya's voice, I know it's disappointing. (laughs) So mellifluous in its Baltimoreanness. I will be, however, making very affirming noises like, oh, mm hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so interesting. (laughs) As she talks (laughs) and popping in where appropriate. But we're going to hand it over to Eugenia. Take it away, Eugenia. Yes. So the funniest thing about this as a topic is that East Asians and Asians in general, South Asians as well, we don't get talked about a lot. We don't really talk about ourselves. And so in order to prepare for this episode, I actually wrote out a whole Google Doc (laughs) for Toya to study. (laughs) I have it right in front of me. It's amazing. (laughs) So we have a lot to talk about. Um, So... A lot of the reason why it's, well, obviously, you know, being East Asian, it's important for me, again, like we keep saying, to to see myself represented on screen. Mm-hmm. And with Doctor Who in particular, um, they, they have a deficit to come back from because there have been several episodes in Cla- Classic Who and one in particular that is an iconic and really well-known episode mm. um, called The Talents of Wang Chiang mm. that was the most offensive, one of the most offensive things I've seen the show do. <laughs> and, of course, it was a different time. It was probably during the time when Bruce Lee was big. And so everyone was obsessed with East Asia and in, in particular China. And so... They decided, oh, let's make a show about our favorite topic, not realizing that they're actual people. Right. And so, um, yeah, so the talents of Wang Chiang is kind of the reason why we really need to talk about Asians um, in this show, or East Asians. And so I'm, I'm probably going to end up dropping the East at some point. Um, so just really, um, like, I don't feel, uh, just as a disclaimer, I don't feel um, very... Uh, like able to really discuss a lot of specific issues for South Asians. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what I'm going to be discussing when I say Asians is East Asians. We're going to be planning a South Asians um, episode at some point in the future. So it's coming. coming. (laughs) We haven't forgotten about you guys. So yes. Um, So yes. Anyways, back to the talents of Wang Chiang. So um, this was a Tom Baker episode and uh, with the companion Leela, who, <laughs> as <laughs> for for lack of a better term to describe her, she was the um, savage that the yeah. So she was, I believe, either before or after Romana, mm-hmm. and oh no, she, I think she was after Sarah Jane before Romana. I could be wrong. Um, and so uh, she she was a very interesting character, and many men think of her as their favorite uh, companion because she was wearing skimpy, skimpy clothes. Well, of course. So, yes. So this uh, that episode revolved around the trope of <laughs> the mysterious, mystical Chinese sorcerer. And 
uh, it's it's something that was trying to harken back to the 20s and 30s where there were like magicians that were wearing yellow face and so that was problem number one um so that there was yellow face that there's this mysterious chinese sorcerer is another one and then on top of it like the show just the name of it we don't have we don't pronounce things that way wang chiang like the word when it's spelled out c-h-i-a-n-g we say chang chang or something like that um that just the pronunciation of the title itself is already wrong just ask anyone just ask any chinese person period um and then like the show also featured like the use of the only actual Chinese people that were in the show were pretty much lackeys and pawns. And so they had a lot of like coolies, which, mm. you know, mm. it was not okay. So, right. and it was the 60s. So everything was a little iffy in the 60s, pretty much. So, right. Yeah. So, but still, in being a lifelong Huvian, and seeing, you know, the first and only time we really saw Asians on the show being something really offensive and stereotypical, I want for the show now to do a lot better. Yes. (laughs) Because it's been many years since the 60s, and we should have learned by now. And yet. And yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so, for Toya's benefit, I went through every, like, all of my memories of how many Asian characters there have ever been on the reboot. And I found five, five five episodes. Uh, So I know we're not like as big a population as like, we're not the biggest minority population, at least either in England or in the U S but come on. You exist. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) And also in the entire world, we right. are a majority. Right, exactly. There's more of us than anyone else. So. It's, it's so interesting how the Doctor has access to all of time, all of space, and yet somehow seems to keep ending up in London yep. and never seems to find the entire rest of the world <laughs> where folks are in the majority. <laughs> I mean, it was nice when he even came to America. <laughs> like, that was... <laughs> That was great. He right. wore a Stetson. Hooray. Oh. <laughs> but yes, there's a whole other rest of the world right. and universe. Right. Which we were gonna see which we were gonna discuss <laughs> with this episode. So um so yeah. Uh five episodes is definitely not enough no. in ten seasons of the show. And like funny thing is, is that several of these um I think like two out of the how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight characters. Mm-hmm. Two out of eight of the characters were just in the last season. Yep. So yeah, in the same episode, no less. Wonderful. All right. So <laughs> before we dive in, um, I wanted to discuss just generally the tropes mm-hmm. and stereotypes that are really placed on East Asians really commonly. Um, there's one that I already mentioned, the mysterious, mystical Asian. <laughs> uh, sorry. I mean, yeah, it pretty much is that. <laughs> um, the quiet and submissive Asian, um, Asians used for comedy, uh, nerdy Asians, um, and this is kind of a two-sided similar stereotype which is the emasculated asian man um and the sexualized asian woman yes so they're they're kind of i see them as two sides of the same trope you know and having one like they're sexualized yeah because the the men are seen as not manly not man enough yeah or and vice versa um so yeah these are i think how many tropes is that it's like five Five tropes, yep. yeah. So these are really, really common, and you see them still all over the place. And, you know, we're in a time when we're still somehow still seeing yellow face, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're still seeing it. Like, I think one of the biggest examples was um, Tilda Swinton's character yes. in Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange yeah. Um, yeah, like, oh, honestly. And Iron F- well, Iron oh, and Fist Iron isn't Fist. yellow face, but, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's Annoying just, enough. and that's Orientalism. And yes. so these are these two issues that we're still seeing that people can't tell the difference, yeah. you know, like of, of like, not necessarily tell the difference, but can't control themselves to not do, yes. which is crazy. Like, 
how hard is it not to paint your face to look like Asians? Like, <sighs> what are you doing? What? <laughs> I don't understand why it's hard. And it's crazy because um, a lot of us in the Asian community that are more on the activist, activist side have found ourselves coming up to brick walls whenever we say, hey, that's offensive. Mm-hmm. Constantly. It, the response is, well, we didn't try to offend you, so why are you offended? Right, right. And it's like, we didn't mean no, to be offensive. Yeah, we didn't mean to be offensive, so why are you feeling that way? Well, you can't tell me how to feel, yeah, for one so thing. It's so often. You don't, yeah. Folks have to say impact is greater than intent. Right, yeah. right. And it's so ridiculous because it's constant. Like, there, every single time there's an issue. I remember one of my favorite, the, the first examples that I really heard of this happening was, um, I think it was Abercrombie or one of those stores put out a shirt that said uh, something like two Wongs don't make a white, which is so offensive. This was back when I was in, I think when I was an undergrad. So it was back like a while back. So offensive. And when, you know, all these Asian um, like advocacy groups and, a lot of people yeah. were saying, hey, this is really offensive. Basically, the response was, well, we weren't trying to offend you. So I don't know why you'd be offended by that. Really? Really? Yeah, and that so, makes it all better. Yeah. And it was really interesting, too, um, when, uh, what was it? The That movie that got banned? What was that movie? Where they were, uh, it was the, it had Seth Rogen and um, uh, Franco in oh, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was a really interesting sort of cultural point because soon thereafter, so this, I don't remember the name of this movie, but it was supposed to be North Korea. Yeah. It was supposed to be that they were, that these two white guys were going over to interview like the North Korean leader. And then shortly thereafter, uh, Margaret Cho went on some awards show to at like dressed as Kim Jong Il or Kim Jong Un yes. and did a really great impression. And people were like, hey, well, white people were like, hey, but why is that not offensive that Margaret Cho, who is literally North Korean, is like lampooning her own ethnic group why is that not offensive but this movie with white guys interviewing the north korean leader is are you serious right are you serious do i really have to answer that yeah (laughs) so (laughs) it's crazy because we do find like very often and like i guess east asians are constantly referred to at least in the u.s as a model minority Mm -hmm. and so we're constantly having to sort of fend off the idea that we should just go ahead and take their slings and arrows because we also get we get the good jobs or we right. get the the like high incomes and all we're yeah. accepted by white people or whatever it is. It's not it's not okay. Right. <laughs> like it's just not okay. And it's very strange because um what we're often finding is that our like it's almost like we traded our minority and our actual ethnic culture like our minority status and our ethnicity to white people so they like there's uh, there's almost some confusion about like why like why white people like can't like make this movie going over and interviewing um north korea like the north korean leader whereas a north korean can actually actually say stuff yeah it's very strange it's almost like somehow like our identity has been traded away from us so yeah Fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be this kind of episode. Yes. Guys. Yes. Because um, when it comes down to it, like, uh, like the whole reason I even had to make a, like a, like a primer <laughs> was that, mm-hmm. you, you know, we're not talked about a lot and right. we don't talk about ourselves a lot. The five episodes that we see an Asian character of any kind in are um, starting off uh, in the very beginning. We see Asians in Aliens of London, mm-hmm. which is the first episode. So um, the first one we see is um, a drunk lady in Jackie's apartment. <laughs> so that's a great example <laughs> of um, well, and that's a, a great example of um, Asians played it's for comedy, comic, comic yeah. relief. Yeah. Um, then we also see Tosh, actually. Hey, Tosh. Yes. And so, um, she, uh, she's some kind of scientist mm-hmm. that we see of. Yes. Which, um, you know, kind of falls into the nerdy Asian yes. category. Um, and then 
uh, that's it for the episode. Neither of these are named characters. Mm -hmm. Um, They really have very minimal lines. They do have lines, um, which is good. Right. (laughs) Um, But they're pretty minimal, and um, we don't see anything about them other than, you know, the the points in the episodes where they are. Do you even remember them? If you had not named... If you hadn't reminded me that there was the junk lady in the apartment, I would not have remembered her at all. Like, you had to point that out. Yeah. 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 And so when it comes down to it, a lot of it is like, okay, so when we have people, like, people of color in these episodes, if they're nothing more than set dressing. Yes. It doesn't count. Yeah. It doesn't count. It doesn't count at all. Um, so the next episode that we see, which we're going to dive a little bit more into, or I am, or at least I'm going to yell about it. And Toy is going to be like, right. <laughs> like, yes. 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 Right. Girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And so the next episode we see an Asian character in is turn left. Yeah. Which was during Donna's time on the show. Oh my God. I can't even, ugh. It's, it's, I, I put in stereotype, I, for the stereotype for this, I put the worst and so offensive <laughs> Just in the worst caps. Um, it's really bad. And yeah. I'm going to come back to why it's bad. Yeah. But it's really bad. It's really bad. Um, the next time we see one is in Waters of Mars. Yes. And we see, oh, I'm so excited. So, um, Mia Bennett is yes. a character. She was apparently the youngest one or one of the youngest uh, scientists that was on oh, the yeah. Mars base. Yes. Um, and uh, she is played by one of my favorites, Gemma Chan, mm-hmm. who, um, well, I know very well from like literally everything she's been in because <laughs> I I pay attention. She was in an episode of Sherlock. I randomly rewatched um, this show that I love called The IT Crowd. Um, then she was randomly in a few episodes and I was like, what? It's Gemma Chan. And then I know her the most from uh, this show I adore called Humans. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic in it. Um so, yes. So she was, uh, you know, Asian character number three-ish <laughs> or four. Yeah. Um, and so she she is – it's good because she pretty much escapes being um, stereotyped at all with possibly the exception of being a little bit sexualized, but it's not anything really terrible. Right. Um Okay, so that's how many, how many down? Three, that's, four. That's four. Four down. All right, so the next time we see an Asian character is a good man goes to war. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we see, uh, Lorna Bucket, who is the, actually the person who named, um, didn't she name River? Cause, you know, cause basically, what was it? Like in her language, there was no translation yeah, no, for, for, um, melody. Melody. melody and so, pond. yeah. And so yeah. it was a river song. River song. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so Lorna is an interesting one because she does, she's a sympathetic character. She has a lot to do in the episode. But the funniest thing is that she's not actually 100% Asian mm-hmm. and it's fine. Like, honestly, at this point, we're so happy to see Asian right. faces of any kind right. that even if they're mixed, we're cool with it. <laughs> and so I introduced Toya to this phrase. Hapa. Hapa, which is, a, I believe, a Hawaiian term to describe uh, mixed Asians. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, so she's Hapa, but it was just good to see an Asian on the screen. <laughs> we'll take it. Please, anyone. Um, thereafter, we go to, uh, the last episode <laughs> that mm-hmm. had any Asians in it, which was Knock Knock, which I have previously referred to as the United Colors of Benetton house. Yes, yes. Um, and so two of, um, Bill Potts' roommates, mm-hmm. um, that she moves in with are Asian of some kind. Yes. So there is one girl, Felicity, who is Asian, uh, who's East Asian. And then there's a character named Harry, mm-hmm. who is Hoppa. Yes. Um, and he took me a second to realize that he is Hoppa. Because I, I was looking at him. I was like, is he maybe Asian? I'm not I'm not sure. Uh, uh. And so I looked up the actor. <laughs> and it's very interesting because um, he's actually had... Uh, I'm trying to remember the actor's name. But he's actually had some, um, like, some ability to speak for the fact that he's... Asian Mm -hmm. and has been cast in things and they're like, isn't it groundbreaking that, you know, they cast an Asian as this iconic character and he's like, no. (laughs) Right. Like, what? What are you talking about? Like, 
the point at which you stop mentioning that look an Asian has been cast as this yeah. character that's that's That'll when we'll be good yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's uh yeah so that's it that's all that's all of the Asians that have ever been on the show wow or at least in the, the reboot. entire reboot yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we have a problem. Yes, <laughs> we I have would a say great so. yeah. problem with that. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So let's go ahead and move on now to our uh, first segment. Yeah, called "Don't Blink." This is basically my time to start yelling about turn left. <laughs> Okay, so Toya, I'm interested to hear what your take on that episode was, and in terms of like in terms of the representation, what you saw when you yeah. saw that episode. You know the the I was going to say funny, but it's not funny at all. It's actually kind of shameful that it didn't occur to me that it would be horribly offensive until you said this is horribly offensive <laughs> because I just didn't think about it at all. I I focused so much on. Donna's story and what she was going through that it never occurred to me that this is some kind of completely blatant (laughs) this completely blatant stereotype that you're kind of basing the entire thing on and I just never thought about it and was both disappointed in myself but also like and this is why we have a show like this because the whole point of having people tell their own stories is that if you are not of the group, you might not necessarily notice why that's a completely bad idea. And so it's really kind of, it, it set, it made me step back a little bit and consider the fact that when we talk about race, very often we put things in terms of black and white as if there are no other people in the entire world or even in our country that I think as a black person I immediately think black and white when I think about race and I would never have even thought about it if you hadn't said oh girl that's completely awful (laughs) (laughs) that's completely awful and that was the first part when we started talking about doing this this episode that was the first place where I said to myself and this is why I'm going to sit in the position of listening and learning for the episode. Because if I don't see what's wrong with some stuff, that's when you have to say to yourself, okay, and now fall back and listen <laughs> to why this is awful and, and understand. And so I think that's important because often we all think we're so woke, <laughs> hence the title of, mm-hmm. of our show. We think we're so woke that we don't have any future ability to learn and to get better and isn't the whole point of it that none of us are ever actually all the way woke right there's always an opportunity to be like i didn't even realize why that sucked and i can do better and be better so yeah that's why i'm in the position of making affirming noise (laughs) in this episode but also in the position of learning along with many of you and thinking it through and why i didn't even consider that that was that that sucked Yeah. yeah No, and that's definitely, it's, it's interesting because yeah, we're never done. Like yeah, we're never no. done learning as humans in general. And then we're never done learning about other people's experiences. Exactly. And so, yeah, it's very interesting because, you know, through, through our time since we've started this podcast, like we, we've both in, been in a position where we are suddenly going, Oh, oh. that's something I never thought yes. about, yeah. you know, and it's been really interesting for both of us. Yes. And so, yeah, like this is a, this is a great example of, yeah. you know, the things that you should do, right? Should do when you when you're confronted with some brand new information about someone else's lived experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's really great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not so great, but that's no, it really is. My is, honest, yes. is like, oh, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. think about it. Yeah, and so, um, just to unpack a little bit about what this episode actually entailed. Um, So the episode starts with Ten and Donna on apparently another world. Right. Somehow in this other world, they happen upon a very over-the-top fictionalized fantasy version of the night markets that you see in China and Hong mm-hmm, Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in other parts of East Asia as well. Right. Those are just my experience with, with night markets and bazaars. And so um, everything about it really just like 
ripped straight from the page of like like a like a graphic novel. Yeah. It's not actually based on what it's like in real life, but right. yeah, okay. It's fine. And it's really ridiculous for one thing to to imagine that there are East Asians on like other planets. Yeah, like other planets like not even in our solar system. Right. Okay. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. So this sort of gets into that Orientalist trope, you know, is that, oh, we want to make this place seem exotic and overwhelming and heady and like all this kind of the phrases that get thrown around a lot to describe like, oh, Mm -hmm. the opium dens of, you know, like, like any sort of like description of a Chinatown that yes. will include like sense of like far off lands and you're uh, supposed to smell the incense yes. and the spices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was already kind of not okay. Mm-hmm. As they are shopping in this outer worldly, otherworldly bazaar, um, Donna ends up being enticed to come into the tent of a Fortune teller. Yeah. Um, and like we spoke of the tropes earlier, the mysterious, mystical (laughs) Asian sorcerer. Yeah. So for one thing, um, (laughs) I just have to like, okay, so everything about that is wrong Mm -hmm. because she's the villain of the episode. Yes. Yes. And so the one actual Asian that you see, because I don't remember like the other Asians that you see throughout this bazaar. Yeah. Um, they're really just set dressing. Set dressing. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I can't remember. Um, so yeah, the one actual Asian character you see is the villain and Mm -hmm. it is a tropiest villain ever. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not okay with that. (laughs) Like it's, it's just one of those things where when you start thinking about what role this show occupies in someone's life. The idea that that's all you would see and that's what you would associate yes, with an with Asian. Asian yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's really not okay. And so, um, everything about like even in Donna's victory, and of course we wanted Donna to win. Yes. We wanted her to cast off the something on her back, you yes. know, but I can't even ugh, the line that this fortune teller, unnamed fortune teller, gives at the end. She goes, oh, "You're so strong." <laughs> you didn't see me do this, but I just like crossed my arms yes. and made a face because what really, really, like, oh god. So if we wanted to read deeply into that, mm. like, you have an Asian person uttering the like trying to like. And she was literally on the ground too. She was cast off, yes. fallen off her seat or something yes, on the ground. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That's not a good optic. No. Mm-mm. No. So yeah, that, and it, the saddest thing is that these are the kinds of episodes I love. Mm-hmm. The whole like, oh, playing with time and yes. playing with like manipulating this story. And then we got to see Rose again and all yes. of that. These are the stories that I come to the show for. And I really want to not be like, I loved it, but. Right. You know, and so this is where I was with this episode is that I go, I still go back and watch it. It's mm-hmm. still such narratively such a great episode. And so it, it doesn't pass muster for me, but I sort of go like, okay, well, this is like, you know, my horribly racist cousin. You yes. know, like, yeah. like this is the one they're really funny and they're a family member. So it's so like, so I, I, I kind of have, have to, to see them. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, ugh, it's not okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's just one of those things where I would just rather not have that in my um in my show. Yeah. <laughs> in the show that I'm watching. Been another way to set that story right. up. Right. Like honestly, they're aliens, right? Yeah. So make You could have just alien. made them an alien. Yeah, like it's totally okay. Like you didn't have to make them a thing from Earth. And then be like, but no, it's on a different world. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. Just make them an alien. That's fine. Like, there are ways within the show that the show gives you to fix that. Yeah. So do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Make use of what you have. Try it. Yeah. All right. So moving on to our next segment um, about families, which we call... Are Are you you my my mommy? mommy? Every single Asian character we see is on their own. Yeah. They pretty much, there's no anything. (laughs) There's no, they don't have like, 
possibly, possibly the drunk Asian lady had her husband there. I don't remember. Like, she was such a unmemorable character right. in Aliens of London that I don't really know if she was there. Um, yeah, so I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you if she had a husband that was there right. or if she had kids running around. But yeah, so all the other characters that we see, like, we don't really see their families. Right. With one exception. So there's, there's a weird thing where after however many seasons and however many or 10 seasons, I don't need to say however many, um, after however many characters, Asian characters, we got our first Asian male named character, mm-hmm. um, in this past season. Yes. 10 seasons and only one Asian guy. Which is weird. Right. It's very weird. So I think a lot of the reason why we don't see Asians' families, because that would require showing Asian men, mm. which it took them 10 seasons to do, period. Right. Um, we do, however, hear about Lorna's father. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we hear, and of course, like, you know, telling and not, or showing Wait, was it telling and not showing. telling and not showing is only so valuable and so memorable. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to remember like just the same way, like, you know, like this was always the like every single writing teacher's like critique, like yep, show, don't, don't tell. tell. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I have no memory of this. I had to go back and watch it to even understand that. Oh, she did have a father. Yep. She did have a family. Okay, cool. Yep. And again, this is a time where you're telling me something because I'm like, I don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. Like, if you hadn't reminded me that somebody made a reference, I would never have known that at all. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's very sad because it's like, you know, there are like, it, it, it's hard when it's not one of the main characters, you know, like it's harder for us to remember things that don't happen to the main characters, yes, of course. but it's still kind of like, Okay, but, you know, Asians that, East Asians that watch the show are definitely in a position where we're like pulling at any, like, little chance we get to see an Asian person on this show. And so, like, and I know that there are Asians in England too. My cousins literally live there. So (laughs) I know that we're there. Like, the funny thing about, um, the way, uh, Asians have really spread out into the rest of the world is that places like England and Australia, um, had a lot more um people from hong kong Mm. show up after 97 after the handover Mm -hmm. and so yes i know that we're there i promise you we are so so it's not like looking yeah try looking just try (laughs) looking um and so the last example that i could really even think of or see in um in the show of an Asian character having a family is Harry from Knock Knock. Apparently, um, so he, he does mention that he has a grandfather. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> Again, right. telling, not right. showing. Yep. So not that memorable. But then I looked into it and found out that he was, his grandfather was actually supposed to be Harry Sullivan, who, um, was a companion during, uh, Sarah Jane's run on the show. Okay. Um, and so like he kind of like hung out with her. I think he knew her from like the real world, mm-hmm. from the real world, from Earth. Right. <laughs> and so um apparently his he was supposed to be named after his grandfather, Harry okay. Sullivan. But, you know, because we don't care about anyone that's not one of the main characters, right. that reference got cut. And honestly, like, um, and it's it's interesting because, it, like, you know, even in him discussing his grandfather, you have no idea if he's supposed to be Asian or white. Right. Um, because you know that Harry is Hapa. And yes. so it's, you know, you never know. And so it's just very interesting <laughs> to even come across that tidbit at mm-hmm. all. Because it was just sort of like, okay, so you had a chance to give a character – and an Asian character, a family. a family, and a backstory, and you just sort of went, ah, nah, never out. mind, yeah. cut it. Like, hmm. Cause, um, yeah, and granted, there are a lot of people in that episode, so I kind of understand you gotta, you gotta account for time, but it was still kind of like, why, why do this to us? Right. Like, why be like, oh, his grandfather was supposed to be Harry Sullivan, and that would have connected him to the show more, and who knows, he could have been a companion right. sometime in the future, and, yeah, no, none of that. 
So thanks for dangling that out, thanks. you know, for us to keep watching the show. Right. Um, but yeah, that's not super helpful. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's frustrating because this is not the first time we've seen, uh, people of color on the show, show that were just like completely without moorings, without, yes. um, without any sort of family at all outside of what you saw of them on the show. Right. Um, cause we, as we mentioned, we see this with Mickey, yes. you know, and so, like, what, why do you keep doing this? And I know we only have like, uh, like a certain amount of time that we spend with any characters that aren't the main ones, but like, I care, you know, like, right. these are people that look like me. And so I care that they have backstories and right. that they have a reason, um, for anything that they do on the show, right. you know? Yeah. Cause like, you know, we already see from Lorna's actions that, she brings up her father like that. That's some that's something that's important to her. And so that's great. And it makes me remember her a little bit better. And so why is it that you're just sort of like like peppering the show with um with people of color and not really making us care about them? Right. Like, are you just doing it to, you know. Just for tokenism? And that's exactly how it feels. It kind of feels like a here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you can't accuse us of being, you know, a racist show yeah. or being a predominantly white show because we've had some of you yeah. on screen. Yeah. yeah. And so people can be like, oh, but, you know, you're forgetting blah. Well, of right. course we're forgetting blah. The show didn't make them important. Right. They were literally on screen for 20 seconds and had no family. Yeah. So, of course, we forget. Yeah. 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 And so it's just not enough. Yeah. You know, and so... Um, yeah, like in the future, you know, I kind of feel like we've opened up a lot more potential for like the ethnicities of the doctor and the companion. Yeah. And especially the companion. The companion has always been the easy way mm-hmm. to, to just like, you know, shove in some representation to make people not unhappy. Right. So. Why not? Why right. not just have someone and actually build their backstory? Because, like, who really has a problem with Asians? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> it's not even fair. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, um, on to our final segment. Yes. Which we, uh, about sexuality. Yes. Called Alonzi Alonzo. Okay, so. I have very few examples. Yeah. <laughs> I do have um one. So we have Mia Bennett mm-hmm. because Gemma Chan is pretty much the most beautiful woman in the world. <laughs> so anytime she's on a show, someone's going to be interested in her because she's really, really, really hot. So and for those of you that don't know, um, they're making a movie out of uh, I think his name is Kevin Kwan. Uh, book, uh, his book called Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. And Gemma Chan is going to be in it along mm-hmm. with several of our favorites, like Constance Wu, Ooh. who is the mom on, uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Mm-hmm. Um, which for those of you that don't know, that is actually a slur. So don't say it. I know it's hard. Don't say that to people. Don't don't call people that. <laughs> so, like it's it's a it's an in joke for yeah. the Asian community that we can be like, ha ha, they're fob, you know, like yeah. our parents are such fobs, you know, like all of us do not said think stuff that like that. that gives you license. No, to say you it. don't have license to say it. So don't. I know that maybe you got confused because there's literally a show named after it, but don't. Unless do you it. were saying the name of the show, yes. don't say that. Yes, please don't. So, anyways. <laughs> So yes, Crazy Rich Asians is um apparently going to be coming out sometime in the future and it is a show uh, like with an all Asian cast and I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. And the book was really good too, so I really highly recommend it. Um so uh, yes, Gemma Chan, um, as Mia Bennett in Waters of Mars, it is implied that she has a sexual relationship with Yuri, mm-hmm. who is the Russian guy yes. on, on the, the Mars base with her. Um, so there, yeah, I mean, it's good because it's not, she's not overly sexualized or anything like that. So it's good, but literally that's one of the only examples. Right. And the only other example is um Harry from Knock Knock. Again, we are told, yes. not shown, that he has a boyfriend. Yes. And that's it. That's, that's it. the end. <laughs> that's 
that's all. That's all. So, I mean, this, this episode is going to be, <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, um, we have usually have lots of examples mm-hmm. for all of these, um, segments. Right. You know, like we're able to speak at, at length about a lot of our theories about them, but we're so limited because there's been so few. Right. <laughs> of Which all of really them. Which is really the point. Yeah. 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 And so, um, the only other, um, Thing that I will call out, like in terms of representation on a Doctor Who in quotes, Doctor Who universe or Doctor Who universe. I keep saying that Who universe, yeah, Who universe show mm-hmm. or Who universe property is um, Torchwood. Yes, so we know that Tosh was on Torchwood. Yes, and I love Tosh. Because she's the sweetest and cutest. She is. I love her. I just got <laughs> past the episode. So I haven't seen all of Torchwood yet, but I just got past the episodes where she was like, she was into the, like, she was into the dude from uh the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Describing this so badly. <laughs> oh, so what was it that there was someone like yeah. a, a British soldier in like yes. World War II mm-hmm. and that he'd gotten shipped forward into the future and then shipped back, but she was interested in him. Yes. And it was so sweet. It was very cute. I can't, oh, I love Tosh. I love <laughs> And her I too. love that she has a crush on that dude and it's just constantly not returned. I don't know any of the names at this point. <laughs> and it's been so long and I'm like, I What's want to say, name? I want, he's not Yanto. Yanto is the guy yeah. who's in love with, <laughs> with Jack. Jack. Oh, it'll come to me in a minute. It's been, a, it's I been remember. a hot minute since yeah. I watched the Torchwood. It's been a while. Uh, but series. yeah, so she has a crush on the other scientist, yes. one of the other scientists yes. that works at Torchwood. And so her whole star- story arc is so cute. And I love how much attention the show paid to her, mm-hmm. like to show like, yeah, she's, she's kind of lonely and yeah. she, she loves her coworkers and wish she could get to know them better. And it's, it's interesting because like a lot of us, um, like Asian Americans or British, um, East Asians in, in the UK, um, I think a lot of us feel that way that, mm. um, you know, we're in a place where, um, like we're too Western for our family because mm. most of us are first generation, which something, something has gotten confused about what first generation means. What yes. I understand first generation means is that you were the first generation that was born, born here. here. Yes. And so that, so I'm first generation. My parents are, um, from Taiwan and Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so like I'm first generation here. And so a lot of us, we're too Western for our families. We go yes. back and they call right. us bananas, right. which means yellow on the outside and white on the inside, mm-hmm. which is not a nice thing to say. So you hear anyone Don't call do that either. Yeah, don't call that. Bananas or Twinkies, not okay. Right. So, and while um, we're on the topic, Oreo and no, good either. No, Thanks. not good. Yeah, not Oreo either. And so, um, but then we find ourselves not being able to fit in where we are right. at all. Right. Like, cause people, you know, all of us, all of us have the experience where we brought our, brought lunch into our elementary school classrooms and had somebody go, Ew. Right. So all of us have had that experience of not fitting in where we are and then not because we are where we are, not fitting in at home in right. quotes, which for a lot of us is not home. Right. Um, so it's just very interesting. I, I was so excited to see what they did with Tosh because so much of it, I just connected so much. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I connected so hard to, to, to Tosh's so much experience. Of it. <laughs> I don't know words anymore. Um, and so, like, that's great. Yeah. I'm really happy that, that they made her a fully fleshed out character mm-hmm. and gave her so much motivation and so many, like, like, you saw who Tosh was, yes. you know, uh, as a person, not just, oh, an Asian character. Yes. But the thing is, like, okay, so we know, uh, like, I'm going to discuss market segmentation now. <laughs> but we know, like, we've seen some of these Doctor Who spinoffs. We saw Sarah, was Sarah Jane Adventures. That was mm-hmm. for kids. Mm-hmm. Definitely just for kids. We saw Torchwood. That was for adults. Right. And now we're seeing Class, which is, I guess, for, like, the teen- teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, like, if with that segmentation, like if you think about when people would first see certain characters, if the first time you see an Asian character in the Hooniverse, it's on Torchwood yeah. as an adult, it's already kind of too late for you. Right. <laughs> like we can always keep learning. But if as a child, you've never seen a, like a fully fleshed out Asian character and then you first 
see one as an adult on the like on a Hooniverse show, yeah, it's eh, it's a lot of years. Yeah, yeah, for which you thought that Asians were just set dressing. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of too damn late. Yep, <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, and then a lot of it is just sort of like um, the idea of um, you know. Like, you know, I've kind of tiptoed around this idea of what it is that we want. And it's tough because a lot of this, like most Asians, most East Asians of my generation, many like children of immigrant parents of my generation kind of have to do this on our own. Like we don't really have a lot of great examples of what we as a group want Mm -hmm. or want to see in terms of our own representation on TV or on movies and stuff like that. We kind of don't know. We kind of just have to go, I I don't feel good about this or I do feel good about this, you know? And so um, in terms of true um, representation, I think you can say, like, you can use this sort of blanket term of like, okay, the – it can be considered true representation when a person of color is cast without the role requiring a person of color. And, um, you know, there are a few, at least later, actually, in Moffat's run, there are a few more examples of that. Like, the Asian on the show didn't have to be Asian. Right. So, like, the first example of this is actually Mia Bennett, Gemma Chan's character mm-hmm. on Waters of Mars. Like, she didn't have to be Asian, and she was. And mm-hmm. that's really great to see. Yes. And so that's great, but like it's, it's one of those things where you can't, like, especially when I looked back at that knock knock episode, the United Colored, United Colors of Benetton episode, mm-hmm. um, I really wondered how much of it was like, okay, well, we're just gonna cast the best person for this like for this role right and instead of them being like okay east asian east asian female 16 to 22 uh south asian female 16 to 22 like if that was their casting notes you know and so it sort of dips into this idea of um you know what what like affirmative action was supposed to be for yeah it was deliberate yeah, yeah, right. And so affirmative action, like it's, you know, it's supposed to level the playing field. So yes. you are, in fact, getting the best person for every spot or role. Yes. Yes. Um, because, you know, as we know, white people tend to cast white people mm-hmm. and that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the same thing with giving them jobs, yes. <laughs> you know. So um, when it comes down to it, like if if I could say what we want, I I don't know that Hollywood is the answer. <laughs> Honestly, (laughs) it's very much not because I know that like to have an Asian character in something, it's the casting notes are going to look like that. Like East Asian female 16 to 22. Yes. You know, that's how it's going to be. And so in terms of what we want in terms of representation, I think you could probably look at what Tosh was in, um, in Torchwood and say, Oh, wow, a fully fleshed out character that is sympathetic, that makes mistakes, but, you know, does good things too, is Mm -hmm. heroic too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, is it really asking way too much? Like, I really don't know. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, what have you learned about Asians in the universe, Toya? (laughs) Yeah, I've learned, well, I've learned that there are pitifully few. Um, and there's, <laughs> you know, it, it's hard to, to decide how awful that is if the person who's running the show is Stephen Moffat. Right. Because we're not, uh, we've seen what he's done with black people. So we're not sure that we want to put Asian folks in his hands either. Um, but what we can say that is positive is that there is an opportunity to right those wrongs. Right. And so we're hoping. Now that we have a new showrunner, that perhaps we won't have to do another episode like this where we're going through a season saying, count the Asians. How many folks can you spot? Or a series of 10 seasons. Right. Another 10 seasons from now. We should not be coming back to you (laughs) with another show of guess how many folks of Asian descent were in the last 10 seasons. (laughs) You know, 
It's not that we want woke Doctor Who to have to go out of business because there will always be something else to talk about. But we would love it if these kinds of episodes wouldn't have to be required. Nobody should be able to count the black folks or the Asian folks on one of our hands. Like we really shouldn't be able to do that um, and point out all of the awful stereotypes that go along with the characterizations that they've actually deigned to make. (laughs) So, um yeah. Hmm. Eh. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know if this is a really great concession, but I have yet to see a rice patty hat on any episode. So I think we're already better off with the reboot than we were with the classic. There you go. <laughs> go. That's one thumbs up. Go, go Doctor Who. Right. Like, yay, <laughs> progress. <laughs> progress yeah yeah at least there's no yellow face or black face yeah oh hey yeah (laughs) we're already better off isn't it bad that we have to resort (laughs) we have to resort to that like okay well yeah do better is is what i've learned on this episode of woke doctor who that there are many opportunities for the show to do better um, by asian communities and specifically east asian communities so yeah, for all of the other East Asian folks we have out there in the Hooniverse, we understand. <laughs> yes. We've been paying attention. Toya has learned Yay. lots of things in this episode. <laughs> um, and let's all cross our fingers that our new version of Doctor Who will do better by Asian people and by all of the rest of us, really. <laughs> So fingers crossed, you guys. Fingers crossed. So thank you all for listening. Um, Yeah. Thank you for letting me talk. (laughs) Thank you for following along with us in this Eugenia, (laughs) this Eugenia heavy episode, which was actually a pleasure for me. I loved, I loved getting the show notes ahead of time. And doing my research and reading. I'm such, I'm such a nerd that I was like, oh, this is awesome. (laughs) You guys want to work with Eugenia. Like she comes ready with references. Please refer to shows, episode, blah, 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 blah. She's the best. Oh, you're the best. (laughs) Mutual admiration society. We like each other. It's true. And we like you guys. So thank you for coming back to another episode of Woke Doctor Who. We hope you come back for our other ones. And right now, we don't want to go. We don't want to go. But we have to. So talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.